Welcome this morning. I want to say welcome especially to some visitors we've got from the Baptist Church. They're visiting a few different churches around about and we want to say welcome to you guys. Great to have you with us. We're part of the body of Christ together in the churches across Colac and uh, I hope you've had a great week. I hope you've had a good week. I hope you've had a fun week. I think I've said plenty of times, I love to, there's two questions I love to ask people and that's uh, what's your favourite thing you've done this week and what's, what's the most challenging thing you've done this week. I love to be able to ask every single person. That would take too long though, so we won't. Instead, I'm going to ask you, have you ever seen an ad that absolutely frustrated you? An ad that just drove you crazy? An ad that um, just irritated you? It just, I know that sometimes there's ads and I, I used to be planning to do graphic design and things at uni and d- design things frustrate me sometimes, but sometimes you see an ad and it just fires me up and Rochelle will say, yeah. Um, and uh, I saw an ad the other day um, that did that. Um, this isn't actually it, but this is another one I saw. It says, make it merry and bright, talking about Christmas. The other ad I saw said, make Christmas special. And I saw that ad and it said, make Christmas special. And something within me just said, no, this is so sad. This ad, in its very essence, doesn't know what Christmas is about. The, the, the millions of people they're targeting, they're, they're, they're completely, they're, their whole way of thinking is, is not what Christmas is about. You can't make Christmas special. Christmas is special because of what it is. Christmas is a celebration of Jesus. As we said last year or the year before, whenever it was, we celebrate Christmas every day. We celebrate Christ every day, that He came to save sinners like me. And we have a party once a week to celebrate Christmas every week, and it's called church. And I want to encourage you to tell people, come and celebrate Christmas. And they'll say, when? It's like, every Sunday. We have a party every week. And we get excited because it's, well, Christmas has come. Jesus has come. That's what makes Christmas special. And we can't make Christmas any more special. It's like saying, make chocolate cake taste good. (laughs) It already is. It's like, you can't get any better than Jesus. It's already special. And it, it just frustrated me. This morning we're going to begin a new series and we're going to be talking in the lead up to Christmas about, guess who? Jesus. So we're going to open our Bibles. If you've got your Bible there, we're going to turn to Luke chapter 2. And we're going to read about when Jesus came to this earth and his birth. Luke chapter 2 and verse 6. There we are. It's great to underline your Bible and, and mark these things in, draw little pictures, let your, your word be alive to you so you can find things and be encouraged by it as you open it. Luke chapter 2 and verse 6, it says, And while they were there, who's they? Mary and Joseph, where were they? You're awake, that's good. Bethlehem, the time came for her baby to be born. There you are, nice and easy, all done. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. 
Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. You know, some people hear that Christmas is coming, and they're terrified. They fall on the ground and say, No! So you didn't think that was funny? I thought that was funny. Um, <laughs> I think about Christmas, I go, no, it's Christmas time. And they're terrified. I think of the, the shepherds that fell down in that moment of terror. Their terror was slightly different. But, but they miss, then they find out what it's about. He has good news for all people. The Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognise him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel is joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven. Can you... We, we can't even begin to imagine what that must have been like for those shepherds in those fields that night. The vast armies of heaven's angels. Can you picture that? I can't fully picture that. The glory of the Lord, it says in that other verse we just read, the glory of the Lord appeared to them. These, these, these shepherds are, are terrified. They are in awe of their God in this moment. The armies of heaven praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. I wonder how long it took them. They didn't have GPSs. Uh, I don't know whether the directions were good. They found them. And there was the baby lying in a manger, in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Eight days later, when the baby was circumcised, he was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel even before he was conceived. Christmas is special because of Jesus. There are so many things in this passage we could talk about, but this morning I just want to talk about the fact that he was named Jesus, and this Jesus is the hope of the world. This Jesus is the Saviour that they have been waiting for for generations and generations and generations. This Jesus is the hope of every person on this planet today. There is no other way that we can be saved than through Jesus. There's no other way to the Father. He is the way, the truth, and the life. But sadly, situations in our life can discourage us. Circumstances in our nation or in our state, you might even say, can discourage us. They can overwhelm us with the, the struggles in our society and we can shrink back feeling like, what can I bring to this world? And we can sadly almost get to the point of saying, I'm just going to try and hold on to the faith that I have. I'm just going to hide away and try and keep myself somehow encouraged and keep my own life and relationship with Jesus going. 
But that is not God's plan. God's plan is that we would know Jesus, the hope of the world, that we would know him, that we would know him despite every obstacle that would come up in this life, in this world, in our lives, and that we would tell people about him because he is their only hope. He is the only one that saves. He is the only one that will transform their thinking. He was the only one that will give them life and eternity. And the opposite is hell. Jesus is the hope of the world. Have a listen to what it says in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. It says, Those who know your name trust in you. For you, O Lord, do not abandon those who search for you. Those who know his name trust in him. Those who know the name of God, those who know who Jesus is, those who understand who he is and what he has done and what he is like, trust in him. That's God's word. That is true. That anyone who knows God trusts in him. He will not abandon those who search for them. That verse is so true that the next five weeks we're going to dedicate to finding out who is this Jesus? Who is this God? What is his name? What can we learn about his name? Who is this God? His, his name is Jesus. But how well do we know his name? How well do we understand what his name means? How well do we know our Savior? His name is Jesus. But what do we know about his name? The name Jesus is, is the English name for Jesus. If you went to Indonesia, it would be Jesus. Uh, we've got an Indonesian worship CD at home. I don't know any of the words except for Jesus. Um, oh, yeah, anyway. I know chicken in Indonesian, I was just thinking, but that probably isn't in a worship song. Um, <laughs> why did that come to my brain? In, in Japan, it's Isu. In, and my pronunciation is probably terrible, but uh, Italian, Jisu. If you're a, a Thai or a Tamil or a Swahili, it's Yesu. Around the world, there are different names for Jesus. It's the same Jesus, but it's, it's said differently. And our, our, our English word Jesus is actually a translation from the, from the Greek version of the name Jesus, which is Isus, which was originally translated from the Hebrew word, which is Yeshua. Did you know that? Great. And the name Yeshua isn't just a name, it has a meaning, which is the Lord saves. The Lord saves is the name of our, of our God. He, that is the name of our Jesus, Yeshua, the Lord saves. And yet the, Lord, the name Yeshua, the Lord saves, we can, we can go deeper there because the Lord saves has a deeper meaning too. The Lord is literally Yahweh. Yahweh saves. And you might be thinking, cool, that's awesome. What does that mean, Andrew? I'm glad you asked. Because those who know the name of the Lord will trust in Him. And we're going to delve into what that name means. Exodus chapter 3, verse 13. We're just going to read a few verses out of Exodus. Moses, this is God talking to Moses about going back to Egypt. Moses protests. If I go to the people of Israel and tell them the, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, 
They will ask me, what is his name? Then what should I tell them? God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say to his people that, of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my eternal name, my name to remember for all generations. This is his name. His name is I am. The greatest reality you can ever know that God is, that he is, that I am is the foundation of all things, that God is the foundation of everything. That He is the foundation, He is the one that holds everything together. As we talked about last week, He is the reason for everything, that we would glorify Him. He is. And that's the greatest reality, it's the greatest truth that any of us could ever know. To know His name brings life. Because when we know His name, that He is, that He is God, that He is the, the source, the strength, the foundation of everything... It puts our life back in the perspective it should always have always had. His name is I Am. But he also says, my name is Yahweh. This is my eternal name. This is my name to be remembered for all generations. But sadly, the name Yahweh was, was thought to be so holy by some that, that they thought it was such a holy name that they could know the very name of God. And this isn't just like the, the Mr. God name, you know, like how you, when you're little you, you meet a, a parent of someone, you, you call them Mr. whatever, it's like a, but sometimes you get to call them by their first name. You, Yahweh is not like the, the Mr. God name. This is God, the intimate, personal name of God. This is Yahweh. This is the name by which He has said, this is my name for all generations. You can know me. This is I am. This is Yahweh. But sadly, people wouldn't speak His name. People wouldn't even write down His name. And over time, that name, sorry, we're going to read that verse too. Uh, that name was translated into other things and, and, and talked about in other ways. I just want to read from Exodus 6 first. It says, God said to Moses, I am Yahweh, the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob as El Shaddai, or God Almighty. But I did not reveal my name, Yahweh, to them. His name is El Shaddai. He is the all-powerful God, God Almighty. But he has a, a personal name, which is Yahweh, which over time was translated into... which. The actual letters is Y-H-W-H, which was translated to Jehovah, and then the Lord, and Adonai. These other names were used to replace the name of Yahweh. And I'm not going to go into all the history of that, and if you're already going, this is confusing, it's okay, just understand that it is. <laughs> His name is Yahweh. I wonder if you've ever had any nicknames. Has anyone here ever had a nickname? Has anyone ever not had a nickname? Actually, I, I, just a really cool story. Rochelle was in a thing yesterday. I was going to put a photo up, and I thought, no, nah, that's mean. She was in a thing yesterday called Miss Muddy, and they all had to have a nickname on their back, and she had her nickname, and it was Coxie. And I'm like, I like that. That's cool. My wife's nickname was Coxie. I'm like, yeah. I just like that. 
<laughs> anyway, I've, I've had lots of nicknames in my life. I, I, I counted up six really quickly yesterday. I thought, I'm not going to think any harder about this. But um, and thankfully, I don't think anyone here would know the origin of all my nicknames. I think that's a good thing. And our nicknames tell people about us. As people hear the stories of our nicknames, they, they understand more about us and who we are. And I thought I'd just quickly pick two. And the first one, I had a nickname when I was about 12, 13 years old for five or so years, Fuzz. And it wasn't because I grew a beard at 12 years old. It was because I had hair out to here. Some of you would remember. And uh, that hair out to here went to hair down there, and I was known as the guy with the hair through school. Um, and I don't know why, don't ask me why, it's just what I did. And I had a nickname, my name was Fuzz. There you go. And then a few years later, when I was 18, I got another nickname, which was Pastor Boy. And some of you are going, oh, that makes sense, he wanted to be a pastor, so they called him Pastor Boy. It's like absolutely nothing to do with it. I went on a camp, and I was in charge of cooking one meal. And I cooked the pasta. And I went to the supermarket. I didn't cook. I went to the supermarket. I thought, I could eat that. There's 15 of us going. I piled up the trolley with 15 things of pasta. We cooked the pasta. There was enough pasta for every meal, for every person, and a hundred other people. <laughs> and all we ate for the entire camp was pasta. So they named me Pasta Boy. And I like pasta, so that's cool. Kind of fitting too. I wonder what your names reveal about you. I'd love to find out some nicknames. But the names of Jesus, the names of God reveal his character. The names of God reveal what he is like. And God wants us to know him, to know him intimately by his name. We can call on the name of the Lord. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But first we must know him. He is Yahweh. He is our God. Thank you, Lord. Where'd that verse come from? Isaiah 43. Oh, there it is. There we are. Let's read that. Isaiah 43, verse 1 and 3 says, O Israel, the one who formed you says, Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up, for the flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. He says, when you go through the trials, when you go through the struggles, when you see circumstances in your nation in chaos, when you go through these things, they will not consume you. For I am, for He is, He is God. Let's remember that. For I am the Lord. Or more literally, for I am Yahweh. The personal one who knows you, who cares about you, who wants to do life in relationship with you. For I am Yahweh, your God your creator, your one who knows you and sustains you and created and forms and knows every single thing. For I am Yahweh, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. And there is no other. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. 
He is Yahweh. He is our God. And his name also is Yahweh saves. Jesus. Yahweh saves. The Lord saves. Jesus. I'm not going to go into the message about the Trinity, but the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, these three are one. His name is Yahweh. But Yahweh saves is the name of the Son of God. He always points to the Father in everything. And the Father lifts up His Son. There's perfect unity within the Godhead. We have a God who knows us, who loves us, and wants us to be intimately aware of Him. He gave us His Word so we could know Him and discover Him and understand the truth about Him. And all who know His name will trust in Him. I was just reading, you know how sometimes you just feel some prompting of God, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I'm driving, I just have a prompting from God to say, just turn that way, don't go that way. And I go, okay. Like I was driving home the other day, I just had this prompting, go that way. I just had such a joy as I did it. Has anyone ever had that? You might think I'm weird right now, this is revealing something about me. I'm being vulnerable here. And I, I just went that way and I thought, I wonder... God, was that me or was that just you prompting me? I wonder what was going to happen that way, what was going to happen this way. And just last night I had this prompting to, to read um, some of Isaiah. Um, we had a great time at the prayer meeting, those of us who could come, it was, it was fantastic. And sometimes you know how you have a prompting, you read it, you think, oh, I've got to just go and turn to that verse. And you open it, you read it and go, I have no clue why I'd need to read that verse. Have you ever had that? Yep, okay, I'll be honest, I have to. But last night I read, open up to Isaiah and Isaiah 44, Isaiah 45, it says time and time again, it says, I am the Lord and there is no other. I am Yahweh and there is no other. I am Yahweh your God and there is no other. He wants us to know Him and not to trust in things that might pretend to be a source of hope that will just let us down. He doesn't want us to go through that pain. He wants us to trust in Him and have life and have eternity. I want to read that verse again in Isaiah 9, verse 6. Those who know your name, trust in you. For you, O Lord, you, O Yahweh, do not abandon those who search for you. You know, Christmas is special. It's worth celebrating. We have an excuse to lift up the name of Jesus and all the world knows that this Christmas like there's some underlying like memory that maybe it's something about Jesus. And we have an opportunity to remind people who He is. God, give us boldness. God, give us courage. God, give us promptings to speak about who His name is, who He is, what He means to us, what He's done in our lives, and not shrink back, not just try and hold on for, until eternity, but to spread the name of Jesus with every person we have opportunity in these days. Ask the band to come, and can we stand as we pray? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God, every one of us has sinned. We have fallen short of your glorious standard. 
every one of us has abandoned living for your glory and tried to live for our own glory, our own pleasure, our own comfort. And yet, Jesus, you came to die on the cross for our sin. You took our sin, you were nailed to that cross. You suffered and died as a sacrifice for our sin. And God, we cannot ever earn your forgiveness, but you have done it all for us. And God, we just want to say thank you. We want to say thank you that Yahweh saves, that Jesus, you came, that God, you are the one who holds all creation together and we exist for your glory. God, we want to say sorry for the times when we have not trusted in your name. Help us, Lord, in those moments when we try and find hope in anything else to remember who you are. Anytime we're struggling to connect with you, God, that we feel like we're distant from you, help us to stop, to open your word and see who you are. Because, Lord, your word tells us anyone who knows your name trusts in you. And, Lord God, I just pray this morning for every person here that, Lord, you would bring a fresh revelation of who you are. That, Lord, as we come up to this Christmas time, that we would daily, God, be able to meditate upon your word, that, Lord, your Holy Spirit would drop verses about who you are into our spirit. That, Lord, we would be so in awe of who you are, that our trust in you, our love for you, our passion for you, there would be a fire burning within us. That, Lord, we could not help but tell people about who you are about why we go to church, about why we celebrate Christmas the way we do. God, I pray that you bring courage, encouragement for anyone who is feeling tired, they are feeling worn out, they are feeling persecuted or oppressed or attacked by the enemy in any way. But Lord, we would turn to you, the author and perfecter of our faith, that Lord, you would lift us up Simply so that you would be glorified through us, I pray in Jesus' name. And God, I thank you this morning for any person here today that maybe you've never understood why Jesus came at all. But even as we're just talking this morning that you're thinking, wow, this God loves me. I want to know this God. I want to surrender, to stop running from him. I want to know the life he has for me. And this morning you can pray, say, God, I'm sorry for the things I've done. Help me to know you. God will hear your prayer. He will answer that prayer. I believe it with all my heart. The greatest day of my life was when I said, Jesus, please forgive me for my sin. Be God of my life. He transformed my life. He transformed my world. And he wants to bring life like you've never known. Thank you, Jesus, Lord, for anyone this morning, it is in that situation today that they've heard that Yahweh says. And God, I just pray that you would just fill them with your love, that you would fill them with a sense of your forgiveness, a sense of your joy, a sense of your peace. That Lord, you'd help them, help us to come alongside those people, Lord, to help them understand who you are. In Jesus' name I pray.
Amen. If that's you this morning, we would love to help you discover who that Jesus is. And I'd love you talk to me, talk to Kim or Joe or anyone else that you've seen on stage or someone that brought you this morning, someone you know. Say, help me understand who this Jesus is. It'll change your life. Maybe if you've been a Christian for 10 years and you're just struggling in your faith, say to someone, hey, can we catch up and just read the Bible together? Can we catch up and just pray together? I just, I just need someone to come alongside me at the moment. But right now, we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're already standing. We're going to sing this song, Stronger, because He is stronger. He is greater. He is, he is I am, and He is our Savior. Let's declare this this morning. Now let's worship Him.